Oh yeah, what's going on everybody? It's kind of Game That Tune back in the house. We are doing something a little different this week. Trying out a uh, new show that we would like to see become a regular Game That Tune feature. It's Game That Tune Gems. G-E-M-S. David, what's that stand for? Uh, that is an excellent question that I will be able to tell you in just one moment uh, because it is such an amazing thing. Uh, that gem stands for Games Every Month Suckers! Um, yeah, I was waiting for you to like jump in on that. Yeah. <laughs> yep, we uh, you know we wanted to do a little a uh, little deep dive, a little exploration of uh, games that came out this month in uh, in history, and uh, rather than just jump all over the place, we thought we'd uh, you know borrow a format from a, another uh, popular show and look back thirty years, twenty years, ten years, and then even look into this current month and uh, play some music from the games that came out. So, uh, yeah, we're just uh, we're trying it out. Um, so we're going to be talking about games released in January, a treasure trove of a month. Let me tell you that. Um, you know, I think, uh, think we've got to jump right into it, guys. Let's, uh, let's you know, play that harp sound and just fade back to the simpler time of January 1988. <laughs> oh. Yes, it's January 1988, and we are all, you know, three-ish years old. And we're all captivated by a wonderful game called Karnov for the <laughs> NES. David, why don't you tell us a little something about Karnov before we play these tracks? <laughs> um, Karnov is a very interesting game. Um, lots of strange enemies. It's your basic, like, platformer action game. Um, the big thing about Karnov is that they kind of tried to make him a mascot. Like, Data East put him in a bunch of other games. Like, he's a boss in Bad Dudes. He's playable in whatever their fighting game was. I think it's Fighter's History or something like that. They kept mm. trying to, like, market him, but for some reason, a fire-breathing, fat Russian man just never caught on. I can't yeah. see why. Yeah, I mean, come on. That sounds, sounds amazing. That sounds awesome, right? <laughs> it's, uh, it's America through and through. We love our fat, fire-breathing, bald Russians. You know, especially as you know, playable characters, not villains. But uh, especially yeah, so in 1988, of... <laughs> we were we were all about the Russians in 1988. He needs to be the next Smash Brothers, I think. Oh, dude, Karnov for Smash needs to happen. But yeah, so we got a uh, got a couple of tracks here from Karnov. Uh, Karnov released January 22nd, 1988, composed by Asusahara and Mihoko Ando. We've got the intro to Karnov and the level theme from Karnov. So let's take a listen to some great Karnov tunes.
music wow. is really good. Uh, you know, and it's kind of funny because, uh, you know, it's like in prepping for the show, oh, maybe we just do like two or three selections from a game. Couldn't do three selections from this game. This, uh, this game only had two pieces of music that were longer than like 10 seconds. So that's Garnov, people. <laughs> um, classic, the, uh, classic hit. Oh, yes. And the next one's even more of a classic. Uh, I take it we've all played the NES classic Renegade. Uh, have we not? Hmm? Uh, was there a version on Sega Master System? Because I feel like I might have played that one. That is entirely possible. Renegade is the Americanized title of an early Kunio Kun game. So it's uh, it's in line with like Double Dragon and uh, River City Ransom, but it doesn't really look like either of them. And it's actually not even clear that this came out in January of 1988. This is uh, There's conflicting information on the internet, but I got this from two sources that this was a 1988 game, so we're going with it. Uh, early beat-em-up, Renegade for the NES, composer Kazuo Sawa, uh, developed by Technos Japan and published by Taito Corporation. We're going to hear two tracks from this. It's Mission 1B, Subway Car, and Mission 3, Killer Kung Fu Females. called 
killer kung fu females. I mean, come on. Listen, I love yeah. that track based on the name alone. Yeah, exactly. It makes me actually want to go play the game. Like, there's no way it's good. It's too early of a beat em up to be any good, but killer kung fu females. They should have <laughs> yeah. just called it that. Yeah. It should have been a completely different game. Like, Renegade, I think Lorenzo Lamas. Killer kung fu females, I'm renting it right now. Yeah. You know? Uh,. <laughs> So, David, play your forward harping sound, and let's uh, let's leave 1988 and travel forward to the lovely time for all of us of 1998. Uh, hang on, let me find the uh, forward harp sound on my <laughs> brand new soundboard. Okay. Ah, yes. It's January 1998, and uh, I figure we all have a little bit more to say about some of these games. So, uh, first up, we've got uh, released January 21st, 1998, a little game called Resident Evil 2. Maybe you've heard of it. Um, either you guys play Resident Evil 2 or much of the series at this, all? This is the one I actually beat. Um, yeah? <laughs> yeah, and uh, actually I beat it on N64, so I don't know if this counts or not, but yeah. <laughs> Works for me. It was, uh, it was okay. You know, I, I definitely didn't play this one, but uh, but yeah, so I guess this one's good and accessible. Yeah, I liked it all right. Have, it, was, it was hard. It was fun. It's Resident Evil, you know. Yeah, tight. I have a, a good friend of mine who's a huge Resident Evil fan who replays this game about once a year. Cool. Well, then uh, I'm going to have to go back and take a look at it at some point. But, uh, yeah, we got two tracks from this. Uh, we've got Sherry's Theme and The First Malformation of G from Resident Evil 2, composers Masami Ueda, Shusaku Uchiyama, and Syun Nishigaki. Resident Evil 2.
All right. So this next one, you know, is uh, getting us onto our uh, fighting game path that we're going to be on for uh, you know this part and later of the, of the uh, later part of the show. Uh, maybe you've heard of a little game called Marvel vs. Capcom Clash of Superheroes, released January twenty third, nineteen ninety eight, for the first time in American arcades. David, uh, what do you what do you think about Marvel vs. Capcom one? Uh I really enjoy it. Um, I like that it has all of the assist characters that you can get that are all just the weird random cameos. Like, there are some deep pulls in there. Um, and, of course, it, it keeps the the ridiculous smooth Capcom fighting. And one thing that I really enjoy about this game, uh, which you will hear in a moment, um, in most crossover games, Ryu's music is just his stage from Street Fighter 2, but in the first Marvel vs. Capcom, his theme is a remix of the Street Fighter 2 intro song, and I always thought that was just like a weird, neat little one-off thing. Oh, okay, good. Nice touch. That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, what, other, uh, what other selections do you have from uh, Marvel vs. Capcom there, David? Uh, well, we've got Ryu representing the Capcom side and representing the Marvel side. It's the theme for Spider-Man. Hell yeah, man. So, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, Clash of Superheroes, theme of Spider-Man, theme of Ryu, uh, composers on this one, Masato Kouda and Yuko Takehara, famous Capcom composer. So, uh, let's, uh, listen to that.
Yeah, when I saw you uploaded Ryu's theme, I'm like, come on, David, that's not the, all that you know original. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh wait, it's a, it, this isn't Ryu's usual theme. Like, whew, yeah, okay. it was just like I don't know why they decided to do that, but they did. It's like that's actually kind of neat. And then it's like, okay, yeah. fuck it, give him his regular theme in every other game after right, this. Exactly, and we're never changing this song again. Um, but. Yeah, so um, you know, moving on to a game that none of us, I think, have very much experience with, but uh, it was an interesting Nintendo 64 selection, a kind of overlooked fighting game, uh, Fighter's Destiny. Did either of you guys play this one? Because I definitely rented this at one point. I feel like this is I, one of those games that I saw on Nintendo Power that I really wanted to play, and they never had it at Blockbuster, and I could never right. rent it. Yep, it kind of was that. It's got a rather unattractive cover of just a guy holding up a glove fist. Uh, and actually, if you ever got the chance to play it, it's a pretty unique fighting game. It's uh, it's not like it's not your traditional fighting game where you're fighting for you know r- like round one, two, three. You have to uh, to clear a battle. You have to score points. And by to score points, you do things like complete a throw and throw the other player on the ground, or beat the guy you know until he falls down. Like if you throw him down, that's two points. If you get a ring out, that's three points. And then you know you win the fight by accumulating ten points over the course of however many like restarts. So it was a really unique fighting game, and uh, apparently not completely overlooked because it eventually got a sequel. But like this one. You know, this one seemed to uh, be kind of lost to 1998. So, uh, weird, weird Nintendo 64 cool. fighting game. Yeah, it's it's honestly like a system that needs to be revisited. It's almost like uh, like a you know Taekwondo point system for a fighting game, which I thought was uh, kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, so we've got two songs from Fighters Destiny. Uh, we've got uh, the opening from Fighters Destiny and Ninja Room, which is you know the best room of any place, quite frankly. Uh, yeah, developed by Genki and published by Ocean. This is uh, Fighters Destiny.
And now we've reached Jesse's portion of the show. Really, kind of the whole thing that inspired us to start doing this show this month. Uh, Jesse, let's talk about Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, man. This game is... One, it's my favorite game. I'm just going to throw that out. Hot take. It is the pinnacle of tactical role-playing games. And uh, it's got a great soundtrack by Hitoshi Sakamoto and Masaharu Iwata. Mm-hmm. And like the game is, it's it's a tactical RPG, so it is a little slow. But like the storyline is really good. It's you know it's about like uh, the church being evil and stuff, and you know typical JRPG stuff. It's fun. Um, the battle system is just so fun. Like uh, you get all these great jobs and stuff, and uh, there's secret characters. You can unlock Cloud. You can unlock a robot that like can shoot anyone. For, from anywhere on the map, which is kind of OP, but really fun. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's just a fucking amazing game. And the soundtrack is great. I uh, picked two songs. Um, The pub song, which is just uh, this happy-go-lucky track that you hear anytime you do the side quest, which is fun. Um, And the other song I picked was uh, Sky Travel, which is also very upbeat and fun. Hell yeah. I felt a little bad making you narrow it down to two tracks for it's this hard. game. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> hey, that's the, that's the name of the game right now. So, uh, fuck yeah, man. Final Fantasy Tactics. Let's hear it.
Fuck yeah, man. Great songs from uh, Tactics. I, That's I really awesome. should play yeah. that at some point. I'm going <laughs> to play it later on, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man. Uh, David, forward harp us another 10 years, man. we got to hit 2008. You know, the wonderful, <laughs> wonderful year. <laughs> oh, sorry. Not a sorry. Hit, hit it too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, January 2008. Can you believe that George W. Bush was still president? Oh, man. Oh, it was so great. Glad he was on his way out. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got past that one. Um, Good and yeah, times? J- Compared to now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know all those shirts they sell at really shitty t-shirt shops that have a picture of George W. Bush that says, Miss me yet? Yeah. <laughs> Finally, I do. <laughs> so, this is also um, the show where we get very political. <laughs> this is our political it. section of the show. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, January of 2008 actually had a few big releases. Uh, we're going to start off with the one that none of us like, I think. Advance Wars Days of Ruin. David, you're not a strategy guy game, or a strategy game guy, <laughs> but uh, did, you, did you put any time into Advance Wars Days of Ruin for the Nintendo DS? You know, I thought about it just because this one is very, very different from the others uh, because the others are very, like, colorful and bright and cartoony and happy, and this one does a complete 180. It's like a post-apocalyptic, everything is very brown and gritty and serious. It's like, you know what? (laughs) Maybe maybe I will take this for a try because something about getting my ass kicked by a cute cartoony game pisses me off but like if it's a gritty <laughs> war game it makes sense like okay i yeah. can do this right yeah still yeah. didn't pick it up though no of course not. i'm trying to remember it had a different title in like japan and europe oh yeah it was called advanced wars dark conflict so you know that's uh it's like the title of a fucking van damme movie right there dark conflict um but yeah, it, it's got a really it, cool soundtrack. It's you know, if it weren't compressed for the DS, I think these songs would sound really fucking good. But uh, as it is, it's uh, composed by Yoshito Hirano. And uh, David, what are uh, what are the selections for Advance Wars: Days of Ruin? Uh, we have Cruel Rose and Goddess of Revenge, which are the themes for two of the commanding officers, Tabitha and Tasha. Hell yeah. <laughs>
Man. So, uh, hardcore-ass music for female commanding officers from a yeah, I'm surprised. Dark, like it's... dark entry in the Advance Wars series. <laughs> Again, like, if you look at the other Advance Wars games and then look at this one, it's like, this is much more metal than the other ones. Yeah. You should like see it. the slash fiction. <laughs> oh. Ooh. <laughs> okay, uh, moving quickly away from that to <laughs> you know, some games that, uh, that we actually played. Um, yeah, this was a tough selection for the show because I didn't want to play a lot of licensed music, so I'm playing no licensed music, but we're talking about Burnout Paradise, uh, you know, the end of the golden age of Burnout. Uh, you know, I'm not even asking David, but Jesse, did you play uh, Burnout at all? Oh yeah, I got it. Burnout Fuck Paradise yeah. is it's fun. It's interesting concept for a Burnout game. <laughs> it is weird because there's no one in the cars, so it's just a bunch of sentient cars driving around. And it's yeah. like, what kind of weird... <laughs> what happened? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bunch of cars in a city and a radio station with a DJ. And, you know, you just got to race all over the place. <laughs> they, yeah, they want to race. <laughs> God help you if you fail out in the, in the middle of nowhere because you got to drive back to the starting point to start that race again. <laughs> like, uh, good, you know, there's some good stuff and some bad stuff in Burnout Paradise. Uh, you know, good stuff, that classic Burnout Racing. The bad stuff... Uh, what's that song that goes, hey, hey, you, you, I don't like it, go, <laughs> uh, that song, Avril that's Levine. all over this fucking game, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's Avril Lavigne in this game, so we're not listening to any licensed music, this is the, uh, composed theme song to Burnout Paradise, uh, developed by Criterion and published by EA, uh, theme of Burnout Paradise, the only non-licensed song in the game. <laughs>
Yep. And if I feel uh, real adventurous, I'm going to edit in, you know, like a song from The Bravery or Franz Ferdinand or some shit. But, <laughs> the Bravery. You know, or maybe. <laughs> I guess I could do Paradise City, which is also pretty good. But, uh, you know, no. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, you know, I think uh, I think the big one that we all played from January of 2008 uh, also released the same day as Burnout Paradise, January 22nd, 2008, a little game called No More Heroes. Uh, Jesse, what do you what do you think on No More Heroes? You know, when the Wii came out and they saw those Wiimotes, everyone wanted a lightsaber game yep. and they finally got it with No More Heroes. And uh, it's. Oh my god, that game is so video game and so Japanese. <laughs> it's 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 amazing. Like there's everything in it is hilarious. Like when you save the game, you sit on a toilet and poop. Yeah. And that's how you save the game. And that's amazing. Yeah. That's you, what uh, I usually do when my game is saving. You know. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I love uh, I love that it's this very gory, violent assassin fueled game, but you do still have the option to go home and play with your cat. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's and a nice don't you, touch. Like, it. Rent hentai and stuff too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you're a complete piece of shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I you know I thought when you were saying the intro to this, like when everybody saw those Wii remotes, they wanted to jack them like a dick, which is what they make you do <laughs> to fucking <laughs> charge your lightsaber up. Excuse me, beam katana. Katana. Uh, so let's all charge our beam katanas with a couple of tracks from No More Heroes. Jesse, what do you got for us? <laughs> uh, it's uh, Masafumi Takata and Jun Fukuda. And uh, the songs I got are uh, Star War or Staff Wars Episode 2, Short 3, and Magic Show Hisatu. Sweet. <laughs>
Oh, man. I hope that No More Heroes 3 or whatever it is in development actually comes out. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I don't know if I have any faith in uh, what's-his-face Suda51 at this point to actually finish this game, but I'm hoping it happens. <laughs> um, so, David, forward harp us one final time, and let's have, you know, or what, whatever the sound is to bring us into the present day, because it's actually been a pretty good month for video game releases so far. I'm trying to think of something clever to do. <laughs> no, we're not clever on this show. It's okay. <laughs> ah, ah, now there. Feels good to be back. Back in January of 2018. I can't believe it's not over yet. Um, but <laughs> there have been some good games coming out. Uh, David, have you played Kirby Battle Royale, or do you plan to play it? <laughs> I'm unsure. I have heard kind of average things about it. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that I am interested in is they were having a poll to add different abilities in the game and Sleep Kirby won. So what? you can play as Sleep Kirby <laughs> and he actually attacks by like having pillow fights and like smacking pillows on people oh. and stunning them and making them fall asleep. And you know no. that Japanese like anime thing where when you're sleeping you get the big snout bubble? He oh, can yeah. use that as a projectile. <laughs> like it's ridiculous and adorable and I kinda wanna play it just for that. Yeah, awesome. Kirby's delightful. Yeah, I was gonna say I realized I also should have asked Jesse, Jesse, your daughter likes Kirby, so uh are you planning to get her the Kirby brawler beat 'em up that apparently is a thing now? <laughs> she would probably really like it. So yeah. <laughs> it's in consideration. Hell yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we got a couple of tracks from uh, Kirby Battle Royale, composers Megumi Ohara and Shogo Sakai. Uh, we've got, where are these tracks? Uh, we've got Kirby's First Battle and DD Destroyer Z Battle, which is a sick-ass King DDD's theme remix. So uh, enjoy that. <laughs>
some reason that made me think of a bunch of Kirby's dropped off on an island with a bunch of necklaces around there, and it's just acting out Battle Royale, but with Kirby's. Now that would be a much different game, like you know, little PUBG with Kirby in it. Like, yeah. You know, man, that would be a hit. <laughs> um. So yeah, and then uh, the uh, we'll see. Uh, other big releases from the uh, from this month, uh, we had a new Monster Hunter game, Monster Hunter World, and uh, I don't think any of us have uh, you know taken the dive into this one yet. But Jesse, you uh, you chose a couple of tracks from this. So have you, what's your experience with the Monster Hunter games? Well, I particularly love the Monster Hunter games, but they've been notoriously pretty hard to get into if you're new to the series. It was. It's always one of those games where you have to have a friend that knows what they're doing to say, hey, this is how you play it. And then you're like, oh, okay, and it becomes awesome. But right. with Monster Hunter World, they've done a lot of like just tweaking, making things just better for new players. Um, and it's just a, a better experience for people new to the series to dive in. And I think a lot of people are taking advantage of that and get really getting into it. And, and it is a little bit of a time sink, but like... It's such a fun game. Like I, I haven't played this one yet, but from everything I hear, it's just everything a Monster Hunter fan would ever want, and everyone who's kind of wanted to be a Monster Hunter fan, a way to get into it. Sweet. And so, Did, didn't they uh, literally advertise this or like put an E3 trailer out, just like clearly illustrating the fact that like load screens between areas are gone so like your safety net of being able to run away from a giant monster is no longer there <laughs> yeah pretty much which, i love it <laughs> which is does make it a little harder because yeah you you could run out of zones and be like okay now i can hide for a minute and and heal but now there's nowhere to go <laughs> sweet that's the way it should be man if you want to hunt giant monsters man you assume the risks so uh what do we got from monster hunter world Oh, the composer is Akihiko Narita and Zenlin Kang, and I chose um, Battle Baz Basil Goose Basil Goose. They have <laughs> weird a, names. And, that's a uh, mouthful. <laughs> and proof of a hero. That's less of a mouthful. Yes. <laughs> awesome.
Yeah, man. I, I really do need to jump into Monster Hunter World at some point, though I was warned by people that have played it more than I have that it is a huge investment of time. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It's funny how you justify, like, oh, I don't know, if you warn me that it's going to be a huge investment of time, I don't know if I can do it. But, like, if I just yeah. go buy the game, I might just fucking just play it and really, really enjoy it. But, uh, yeah, Monster Hunter World. Uh, right now, I don't have the time for it because our final game of the show has been eating up my time the last several days. Uh, released on the same day as Monster Hunter World, it is Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, or Dragon Ball Fighter Z, however you pronounce that. Um, this is the best Marvel vs. Capcom game in a long, long time. <laughs> like, it is so much fun. <laughs> they, uh, they really got something here. The graphics are fucking gorgeous. Like, I really wish that, like, whatever... Whoever had done Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, I wish they had shared notes with these guys, because these are fucking gorgeous characters fighting, you know, in just fantastic three-on-three battles and the mechanics are like simple enough that it's accessible but complicated enough that like you know there's some good strategy involved i like that you know the most difficult input really it's all it's all quarter circles quarter circle forward quarter circle back you don't even have to be able to throw a sure you can if you can throw the hadouken you can play dragon ball fighter z and uh yeah it's a fucking blast like i don't even like dragon ball z very much but you know it's just so <laughs> the game is so much fun and you know it's all in japanese it's just fucking frenetic ass nonsense it was developed by arc system works so it's got that fucking just like you know metal fucking soundtrack to it i don't think that uh i don't think that dice k uh from fucking guilty gear did the soundtrack but uh but you know clearly his influence is uh all over the game so uh yeah, I guess we're uh, closing it out with a couple of tracks from uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. We got the uh, destroyed planet Namek stage and uh, the theme of the new villain of Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Android Twenty One, uh, and the composers on this. It's the uh, Arc System Works sound team: Toshiyuki Kishi, Hiromi Mizutani, Kenji Kato, and Reno.
guess we should really figure out a better way to bring this thing home next time. Like, you know, one more track to close it out or something. But we'll, uh, we'll figure out a way to do that in post or something. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this has been uh, Game That Tune Gems for uh, January of 2018, 1998. And I think if we uh, keep this thing going, I think we have some more promising months ahead. I'm not saying this was a bad month. There were plenty of great games. But, like, there's more clear record keeping for, like, onward into 1988 and such and such. So uh, I know for a fact there's some uh, some choice titles that came out in these years. So uh, if we keep this little series going, I think we're going to be playing some pretty great tunes. So, uh... Yeah, thanks for listening. Um, check us out uh, for our weekly uh, live show, our normal show. It's usually live 9 p.m. Twitch.tv slash Game That Tune, Facebook.com slash Game That Tune, and YouTube.com slash Game That Tune. If you like this and want to support us, you should go to Patreon.com slash Game That Tune. Throw us a little bit of money, and we'll throw you back some mixtapes. I am literally about to hit the publish button on David's sequels mixtape. It's a lot of number twos, and it's a lot of fun tunes. So, uh, yeah, you should head on over to patreon.com slash GameTheTune and check that out. Special thanks to our Patreon superfan tier producers, Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, and Andrew Oliver. You guys are all fantastic. And, uh, yeah, um, you know, let us know what you think about this, uh, this new show. You know, shoot us a message on Twitter at, G- at GameTheTune, slide into our DMs, or send us an email, gamethattune at gmail.com. Uh, you guys got anything else you want to say as we're closing it out? No. This was awesome. fun. Yeah. <laughs> Good. And we need Johnny for the next one. <laughs> yeah. Johnny's going to be De- on this someday. <laughs> Definitely need to improve the harp sound. Yes, exactly. That's where John comes in. He plays the harp, I think. Some instrument or some such thing. But uh, until then, uh, you can find us on Twitter. Find me at jgangsta187. Follow uh, David Fleming on Twitter at... DFD Fleming. Follow Jesse Moore on Twitter at... Sega underscore legend. And yeah, that's it for uh, this first edition of Game That Tune Gems. Uh, Princey's name not final. And we're bringing it home with one more from Final Fantasy Tactics. This one's for Jesse. This is Ultima... The Nice Body, one of the boss battle themes from the fantastic Final Fantasy Tactics. Thanks for listening, everybody. Peace out.
Karnov is copyright 1988 Data East. Renegade is copyright 1988 Technos Japan and Taito Corporation. Resident Evil 2 is copyright 1998 Capcom Company Limited. Marvel vs. Capcom Clash of the Superheroes is copyright 1998 Capcom Company Limited. Fighters Destiny is copyright 1998 Ocean Software Incorporated. Final Fantasy Tactics is copyright 1998 Squaresoft Company Limited. Advanced Wars Days of Ruin is copyright 2008 Nintendo of America Incorporated. Burnout Paradise is copyright 2008 Electronic Arts. No More Heroes is copyright 2008 Ubisoft. Kirby Battle Royale is copyright 2018 Nintendo of America Incorporated. Monster Hunter World is copyright 2018 Capcom Company Limited. Dragon Ball Fighter Z is copyright 2018 Bandai Namco Entertainment Incorporated.